Authentic Verdict is a movement that helps motivate people to launch and start their businesses. Whether your business is big or small, or you're just looking for motivation, this podcast is for you. We chat to inspiring founders from e-commerce, blogging, local, service, and product-based businesses about the fist-pumping moments and then the dark days that you just want to give up. No two businesses are the same. However, delving into the authentic verdict of what works, what doesn't, and how to cultivate that crazy mind of yours can help set you on your way. I'm your host, Katie Eels, co-founder of online sustainable skincare store, Sabia Co. Hello and welcome, Cleo. I actually would like to start this episode with a confession. Oh, we have been talking on Instagram for about a year. Yes. And my <laughs> mental reading of your name, I thought you were Chloe. Everyone calls me Chloe. <laughs> Everyone. For so long. And then I think it was when we were coming to your event and Jess was like, Cleo's event. I was like, who's Cleo? How am I going to Chloe's event? <laughs> no, I get Chloe a lot. Thank you so much for coming on to The Authentic Verdict. I would love if you can introduce yourself and we'd love to talk about what you're manifesting or working on at the moment. Oh my gosh, manifesting so many different things at the moment, but I'm Cleo, not Chloe. Um, I am the owner of Pass Around the Smile. I'm also an actor and I don't know. I don't know what I am. Like I'm basically just a lover of life I'm from the Gold Coast I like to spread smiles and positivity and I've only recently found my passion through Pass Around the Smile I guess for so long I thought that acting was going to give me everything that I desired and that acting would be the thing that would fulfill me because I grew up grew up sorry on a tv show and um, it, it wasn't so I'm newly getting used to the idea of change and letting some things go that I always thought would be but it's really refreshing and exciting change is always like that strange period between you've like visualized something that you wanted your whole life and then something unfolds and you realize that that's like the true place that you're meant to be yeah and you just couldn't have manifested or visualized that unless you just stepped out and let the universe bring it to you. Exactly. And that's what I finally did. Like I finally surrendered to the universe's plan and the university to have a much better plan than I ever had. <laughs> and that's the thing. We think we know what's best for us. Like you are you, I am me. We think we know what's right. And for so long, I thought I knew what was right and I was resisting and I was so attached to the one outcome. And when I finally let go and began to trust the process, that's when everything unfolded like I think when you give up the need to control that's when life flows with you instead of against you and oh my god it's been a it's been a journey and it's been a bloody good one (laughs) and what what do you do now so you're not acting as much you have your own business how did you end up in business well I began um pass around the smile when I was living in LA uh I went over there for pilot season so pilot season basically is a few months in like February and March where all of the TV series audition for their first episodes it's pretty full-on over there so I would go and every time I never really enjoyed it that much. I didn't really fit in over there. Everyone was in it for, you know, money and fame. And, oh, I shouldn't say everyone, but there was a lot of people over there that were. And I just really struggled to find genuine people. And 
I was just really getting caught up in the negativity and the competition, the constant rejection, and I was craving positivity. So I started a blog called Pass Around the Smile. So it did not start as a business. It started as a blog purely to help myself and other people with positivity and um, everything that I was learning about the law of attraction because I pretty much studied the law of attraction since I was about 11 years old and was just so fascinated by the power of our minds and manifesting and self-love. So that's kind of how Passed Around the Smile came to be. Um, and then it kind of started turning into a proper business in 2018 when I started holding events and teaching people what I have learned in the self-development world. And then I came out with my own positive guidance cards and journals. And in that process of finding a true passion through all of that and through speaking at like events and stuff, I then was able to set really healthy boundaries for myself in the acting world with what I would and wouldn't accept. And now I just feel like I'm in such a clear headspace where I can have both, but in the way that is right for me. So it, it feels quite empowering. Yes. What a, what a crazy, I always feel like when we accidentally end up with businesses, that's when it's meant to happen. Like I love when people have a pain point in their personal life and they develop something purely just for themselves, but it's so good that they need to share it. A hundred percent. Yeah. And I think that's when it comes from a genuine point of view because you're not doing it to make money or you're not doing it to prove anything. You're doing it because you love it. And that's why I was writing this blog. And while it didn't really make sense at the start because I wasn't a writer, I didn't necessarily even enjoy writing that much at that stage. But I think what it's taught me now is that so often ideas can present as somewhat unexciting and small at the beginning but you have to trust the process because that tiny idea could be the one thing that absolutely changes your life which is what happened to me yes yeah amazing and when you started to I guess host events that's maybe when it transitioned into a business did you do any courses or how did you kind of figure out what to do or did you just wing it wing it still winging it don't know what I'm doing making it up every day as I go it's kind of exciting I make so many mistakes but it's so fun I never knew what I was doing no and when you decided to start the business did you have a big investment did you have anyone help you with the business did you do it alone or do you have a partner in your business no so it's just me um and when I began obviously as a blog I didn't need to outlay hardly anything uh and then when I started my events it was quite a small amount so it just really I guess organically grew from investing really small amounts getting the money back putting that straight back into the business and kind of growing from there I think the first time that I had to spend a big amount of money was my first shipment of positive guidance cards and oh my gosh so scary like so <laughs> scary spending that amount of money and you do not know I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know if I was going to sell these things. And I had all of the limiting beliefs. Like, who am I to create a deck of cards? Like, who, who are going to use it? Who is going to use these? And, um, but yeah, you just got to, you just got to do it, don't you? You do. And I feel like there's no failure in business. Like everything that unfolds is just a lesson that whether you close your business, you will take it into your career, whether you finish this business and move into a new business or even coaching or mentoring, there's never anything that actually goes wrong. No, absolutely not. And you learn so much from 
failing like literally everything it's yeah it definitely makes you a better person a stronger person it makes your business better um yeah I kind of in a way no I'm not gonna say I like failing but it's a good challenge when you have little failures along the way like yeah we wouldn't be where we are no way (laughs) how many times we fail (laughs) and I think for the listeners it might be interesting because we've never really had a guest come on that has been in the blogging space and not so much um, like starting a business for a business and having to write blogs. Mm. How did the blogs begin to get traction? Like how did you build your community from a blog? Mm, Good question. I've never really even talked about this or thought about it too much, but I guess I was writing about manifestation before it was really popular. Mm. Yeah, Um, sorry, just a button. At 11, how did you find... I'll well, find the law yeah. of attraction then. Sorry, I just butt in. But yeah, well, I had a really bad day on set. So I was in a TV show called H2O Just Add Water. Um, and when I was 11, I had just gotten the role. So I was probably about like 12 when my mum handed me the book, The Secret for Teens. Wow. And when I read that book, I realized that you could create your reality with your mind. And it just fascinated me. And so I kind of read it and I was learning about it. And then when I was 15, I had a yeah really terrible day on set where I had this really hard line. And on that line, I had to, you know, walk to this certain spot when my on-screen dad lifted his hand, I had to do X, Y, and Z. There was just so many bits and pieces to this scene and I couldn't for the life of me get it. And I, it was so embarrassing. We did like 10 different takes. I kept failing (laughs) um and when I finally got it the crew of like 80 people that I was holding up cheered and I burst into tears and it was awful and I remember going home that day being so anxious for the next day on set thinking it was going to happen again but then I was like the law of attraction works in positive ways and negative ways it's always working if I'm thinking I'm going to have a bad day on set tomorrow I'm going to have a bad day on set so I you know, put the law of attraction, what I had learned at that stage. I thought I knew everything back then, but turns As out. You do at 50. Yes, exactly. <laughs> turns out there's a lot more to it. Um, I put it into practice overnight. I did my visualization and I had an amazing next day. And that's when I was like, oh my God, this law is so real and so exciting. So I think that's how it first kind of came, came up for me. And then when you're writing the blog and building your community of Pass Around Smiles, community when did you decide to do events so obviously it's an online blog how did you know where to hold the event because obviously online people could be from anywhere around the world how did you kind of create that first event uh it was so scary because like I said I didn't know what I was doing uh I decided to hold the first event on the Gold Coast purely because I'm from the Gold Coast and I knew that my family and friends would buy tickets Yeah, but it was it's kind of a crazy story because for so long, so from 2015 to 2018, I was writing the blogs, and I think that is why it got traction because I was making like it's really important when you're blogging to make the headings, you know, your keywords. You would know that with your blog too, and then your subheadings and your paragraphs. And I was learning along the way, and slowly but surely, people started to read them. Like at the start, it was literally my mum. And my dog <laughs> reading my blog. <laughs> yeah, he's really clever. Yeah, yeah. Um, so um, then it got to 2018 and I was invited to speak at a women's event on the topics that I wrote about. 
And that is when everything clicked for me. So we went up to Brisbane. My mum and my friend came with me and I did this talk um, and I have never felt, well, I have, sorry. I have felt that burning passion before and it was back in H2O when I was acting. And I was like so excited because I realised I could feel this passion again but with something else. And I all of a sudden felt fulfilled when the years before acting, you know, the auditions and the courses and the rejection, I was feeling so deflated and unfulfilled that's when I realized, oh, I have to speak this. Like writing the blog was fine, you know, but it was getting me to this point of being invited to this event, speaking it, feeling so fulfilled. And that's when I was like, all right, I need to create my own past around the smile event, even though I'm so scared, did it on the Gold Coast and um, that sold out. And then the next three months I did another three events. Um, and the that third event in that three months was a hundred people and I barely yeah. knew any of them. Oh, I mean, a lot of my family and friends were there as well, but there was so many people I didn't know. So yeah, that's kind of how it happened. Like, that is amazing. And when you talk about writing the blogs and understanding the SEO of search engine, how to, you know, put things in the right places so people can find you. How did you find that information? Did you do any marketing courses? I did no courses, but I would spend hours researching. My my very first website, I guess, was made with HTML codes by myself. Wow. And I did, like, I spent all Christmas holidays. I remember YouTube tutorials, any kind of tutorial I could find, many tantrums later, I made my blog. So it was really hard work getting it all up and happening. Like, I taught myself a lot. Yeah. yeah, and I think that's what makes for when we start businesses on our own with that entrepreneur startup mindset of you don't have much money, you're following your passion, you have so much drive to figure shit out instead of being like, I'll just pay this guy to do this and this guy to do this and then you end up with this business that you don't know how to run. Yeah. Because for me, like having when we have staff come in, I've, it's so easy for me to teach them because I've learned all the steps but working for other businesses when you come in and you're like okay how do I write this blog correctly and they can't explain it to you because they don't quite understand it because they've always just outsourced yes yeah and I found YouTube for me was also like because you can see what they're doing yeah, so you just have to coding is so hard but that's amazing that that's how you started do you have a preferred website landing that you use now like well I'm on Shopify now I started on Squarespace. Yeah. The Squarespace was great for when I wasn't selling heaps of stuff. Yes. Um, but the migration from Squarespace to Shopify was really hard. Like oh. I just had to go, I can't do this alone. And I paid someone a few thousand dollars to do it. And it was just one of those things that was scary, but it was like, no, I need to pay professionals to do what they're good at instead of working yeah like, you would have oh. lost hundreds of blogs if you didn't migrate it yeah and I would have had many tantrums and anxiety <laughs> attacks probably if I tried to do it so I think that's what I'm slowly learning in business is you know time is money your time mm-hmm. and you know you can spend and invest on other professionals in their field to do things for you yes yeah and then when you bought in the tangible products how did that unfold? Did you need to get a commercial space? Did you have space at home? How did you manage, you know, now having a physical product that you had to sell? 
So I was in my brother's old room in my parents' house and I literally had box to the, boxes to the ceilings. I was packing orders on the floor. Like it was, it was just not happening. And then we moved house. So my brother moved into our apartment. So I kind of kicked him out of the home. So then I got to move into the garage at my parents' place which was my old room before my brother. So I got back what I deserve. <laughs> so that's quite big. However, I'm already starting to outgrow that because now I have so many different products. Like I have three different decks of cards. I have two journals and I have heaps of stuff coming this year. So I don't know. It's scary knowing when to move on. It is so scary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were the same. We had like a garage at home that we had all our stuff in, but we also had housemates that were like, come on, guys. <laughs> Please get out. You didn't <laughs> sign up for this. <laughs> Why is there 100 cleansers on my kitchen bench? Fully. And like even for us, like trying to do content and things like that in a share house was so hard and moving to our first space we rented one room inside a warehouse and then a second room in that warehouse and then their garage and it was just incremental you know little steps through growing and I felt like that for us made it a lot less scarier yes because when we moved into this space it was far too big for us at the time and I remember packing we had one row of shelves upstairs that's it oh yeah and I remember being like fuck we're spending so much money for just emptiness yeah I don't have stuff that need the space I've got like a hundred boxes and just me and a big table but you just have to I think like we always talk about this analogy of making room for your growth like Mm. if you're stuck in a small shell you can't outgrow that shelf you don't have somewhere to go exactly and like you moved into a space which was essentially too big at the start but then you raised your standards to be like you know manifesting wise I'm ready to fill this yeah and you did and you'll keep doing that yes soon you'll take over the world (laughs) (laughs) you already have but it is like that that growth period I think every single business experiences that I know we've personally talked about like when to put on the next staff member or your mm. first staff member. Yeah. There's so many scary aspects. Well, they shouldn't be scary. They're exciting aspects of growing in your business. People mm. think, oh my God, it's amazing. Like you're tenfold growing every year, but those growth pains are hard and it's hard to know where to invest and and how to make room for that growth to continue. Because if you get to a certain point and you can't continue to grow, you can't continue to offer the growth to your customers. Yes, exactly. And then it, it kind of stops. Yeah, yeah. It's like a bit of a cycle. Yeah, I, it's scary. It is. No, it's exciting. It's exciting <laughs> and scary. <laughs> no, it's exciting. It's exciting. And since launching the products, have you found any like go-to marketing things that you love to use in your strategy with the business? Marketing-wise, I think just being genuine and hopping on there myself uh, and just really connecting with my community. I think that has been the best kind of marketing tool for me, Uh, especially because I run these events and these courses and it is always me connecting with my customers and helping them with like really personal things that they're going through. I think that's why it works for me. And then marketing wise, on top of that, I finally employed like a marketing agency to do my Facebook and Instagram ads. And God, that felt good being able to do that. And it has really worked for me. Um, I, I, yeah, I really like it. 
I feel like that's one aspect of the business that I really struggle to want to learn. Yeah, agreed. And it's hard. Like, yes, you need to know when to outsource. Mm. And I think we always talk about that growth period of, you know, at the start, you don't have much money to ask for help yeah. or to pay for help, I should say. Yeah. And then you get to a point and you're like, okay, I've got a little bit of money to invest in something. Like yeah. what's going to give me the best return on the money that yes. I spend? Yeah. And it is always terrifying when you do bring on an ad agency because you're not next to them seeing what they're doing. You have to put a lot of trust in them because they're very expensive. Very expensive. Yeah. And also like when we think of branding – And for you, your product and your brand is so based around you. Yes. You have to be so mindful that they fully understand the brand and how they communicate your products to brand new audiences. Because if they're communicating it in a different way, that brand new audience is going to then land with you and be like, that's not what I was expecting. Yeah, you hit the nail on the head there. It's so important. Like your voice and yeah, branding. I didn't realize how important branding was. Even to things like email marketing, just having that same like tone of voice or, you know, for me, that personal kind of feel that I try to get across in emails and Instagram and TikTok and whatever. All the things, things, it can get really overwhelming though, can't it? Like I've really found myself in a state of comparison with that. And I think I have to remind myself like, Cleo, you're a one woman band here. I can't compare myself to the businesses that have staff just to do their Instagram reels or just to do, you know, whatever it is, because it can be really hard to keep up. It's so hard to keep up. And I think also when you, you know, work in the business on your own, there's so many other big aspects that you have to get done in a day. You have to reply to your customers. You have to make sure that you've got products coming in and working on new products and then you get to the end of the day and you're like, fuck, I need to put up a reel. But you might not be in the mood. You might not have that zazz. And then no. you're like, ah, oh, yeah. I do. And for so long on my personal account, I like did Instagram jobs where I would, you know, promote things. And I think I just burnt out. Like mm. recently, well, probably well, a year ago now, I cancelled all my collaborations on my Cleo Massey account just because I was like, I've got to the point where it's not genuine anymore. I don't want to be promoting stuff that, you know, I never promoted anything that I didn't believe in. Like I actually said no to a lot of jobs, but it was still that kind of forced and I didn't, I don't want anything I do to be forced anymore. And I think, you know, people are becoming a little bit more cluey, like the audience yes. watching this stuff on Instagram and TikTok. And we've got to be really careful with what we put out there because people don't like pressure. And especially I think both of our businesses, like it's not, we don't want to get in people's faces. Like if you want our product, then that's amazing. But I don't want you to force, I don't want to force anyone to have it. No, it's just like we always say, we choose to educate mm. and then the consumer makes their decision. Yes. So we're Love just there that. to like, Share what we know and if that resonates with them, then they come to us for skincare. Yes. Maybe it resonates with a different brand and they go to them. That's yeah. fine. But, yeah, I for us doing social media reels at the start, like when it was just Dave and I, I was so petrified to put my face on camera. Yeah. Like, it's yes. scary. Yeah, but people want to see the face behind the business. Like if I go onto a business's Instagram and I can't see who is behind it, I actually like often won't buy. Yeah. Because I'm like, who, who am I trusting here with my money? Like where is this coming from? Is it coming from Australia? Or like, yes. you know, you just don't know. And I recently saw on your Pass Around the Smiles page that you have decided to only hop on social media when you feel called to. Yes. I love that so much. Can you talk? 
talk a little bit more about how you manage that as a business who, you know, needs to be on social media? Yeah. So I think I've found that there's this like to and fro with me um, that, you know, I'm quite, my business as well is quite spiritual. Like it's all about manifesting and self-love and being kind to yourself and not feeling the guilt and the pressure, but then I'm still running a business. So I've made, yeah, the conscious decision now to, if I am feeling burnt out, if I am stuck in the world of comparison, if I'm feeling a bit negative or down and I don't want to hop on Instagram to do that reel, I promised myself I would do this week. I'm not going to do it because it's not going to be genuine. And that's not what my business reflects. And it was hard to come to that kind of choice and it will probably be hard to maintain it, but I'm going to do my best because I really believe that there's the the good type of pressure and the negative type of pressure. And I think that comes into the, you need to take inspired action to manifest your desires. So if you're just taking action that feels forced, so the negative type of pressure, you're not going to manifest what it is that you want, uh, or you're going to manifest it in a really wrong way that doesn't end up aligning with you. Mm -hmm. But if you're following the good type of pressure that is aligned, that's like, you know, this is hard, but it feels good. I know I'm going to be proud of myself when I, when I do this and it feels natural. And that's the positive type of pressure that I'm trying to feel into a bit more, just taking inspired action. And when you are feeling in alignment, those days that, you know, like music sounds extra good and food tastes extra good. And like little things might happen that usually annoy you, but they don't annoy you anymore. When you're in those kind of moods that's when you're in alignment so take action when you're in alignment and that's when manifestation just happens so effortlessly without even trying i am currently doing cleo's course at the moment and i'm really enjoying it and this is a topic that you talked about last night taking inspired action when you feel good and for me like juggling this new mum work Mm. boss wife chaos (laughs) that's what it is there's no word for it I write this to-do list. I'm not, I'm pretty good at not putting too much pressure on myself, but if there's like a video that I want to recreate and it's been on there for two weeks, I obviously don't want to do it. There you go. And I've just been deleting them and it feels good because if I'm not picking up the camera straight away to do it, I obviously don't want to do it. I'm just trying to make myself do it. Yeah. And then it's interesting that you say, you know, how that lands with other people because Mm -hmm. when I put videos out, where I'm literally at 5am in my pyjamas on Sabia, they do the best. Yeah. Because I woke up and I'm like, I want to share this. And then on the other times where it's a really forced mass Monday, Dave and I probably had a little argument and spilled a glass of wine beforehand to try and act like we love each other. (laughs) And they never do well. Yeah. And it's so interesting. I've, I've never really thought, you know, in those times I should just be like, no, it's a no right now. Yeah. And that is okay. And I think... I, so during school, cause I didn't study after school. Well, I actually studied music for a little bit, but that's, not, that's another story. Um, in school when we would have exams, right. And you're studying for those exams. What I hated about studying for exams versus like an assignment was you do an assignment and you just finish it and it was done. But for exams, you're like, you can, you can study more. You can always do more. And I feel like that can happen in business as well. So we need to get strict with ourselves that sometimes that is enough for the day and we don't always have to be striving for more. Like we can be happy in the now and proud of what we have done in the now. Otherwise we're always going to be, oh, I'll be happy when, yes, or I'll be happy if, and it's like, no, be happy now. 
And I think it's so important too to look at how far you've come as well. But even the really little things like you and me right now, probably somewhere where we would be so proud of and we didn't even realize we wanted to be here, but here we are. And like just being present and thankful for that in the moment. And you know, like when you're grateful for what you have now, that's when you make room for more of what you want to materialize. So yeah. I could just literally listen to you talk all day. No, <laughs> people, well, you listened to me about two hours last night. <laughs> but when we talk about, you know, like reflecting, what are some of the key moments that you think about with your journey with Pass Around the Smiles? And it could even be acting as well. Like what are some of the moments that you're just so proud of? Pinch yourself. Oh, my gosh, there's so many. I think it comes from my community, from their messages um I had a lady who told me I saved her life wow and it was the word save that just like I don't know it just made me feel so proud and I get a lot of messages saying that my cards on my courses have changed people's lives as well which just makes me really proud I'm really proud of my kids deck as well just because I think it's so important to implement you know positivity and kindness and empathy all of that into a young child's mind Mm because I do a lot of work on limiting beliefs and like the deep limiting beliefs that are stuck in our subconscious and very often they are formed from a young age and I think if we you know hit them with positivity young I actually don't I barely promote my kids deck and I barely talk about it there you go I should have bought that for you as well (laughs) um but it's because I guess I don't have kids, so I barely use them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and one day I'm sure when I have kids and I use them all the time, I will promote them more. But I'm just trusting the process with it. Like I'm not forcing it. I, I'm so proud of that product. But, yeah, at the moment it's just not at the forefront and that's okay. And then I think personally with acting, I'm really proud that I've got to a stage where I say no to auditions and I say no to roles when they're not aligned with me. Like when I was in living in LA, my manager told me on the phone, I would have been, I don't know, maybe 24 at this stage. He said, you're not a real actor if you don't get nude. Like if you don't want to get nude in a role. And I remember in that moment feeling so weak, you know, I was so far away from home. I had this dream and I was like, oh my God, like this is going to have to be what I do if I want to get that role that I so badly desire. But since then I've grown and I've grown and I've grown and I've obviously never have done that because I didn't want to. There's nothing wrong with doing that if you want, if you're the kind of person who is okay with doing that. But for me, it, it wasn't for me and I'm so proud that I'm now at a stage where I say no to these things and I know exactly what I want in acting and I was able to step away from acting just a little bit to allow pass around a smile to actually happen for me how it was meant to Mm -hmm. and now I have both yeah and it's so nice I love it you get to feel like two really different cups with the same type of really high vibe energy as well. Yeah, that's exactly right. And I think in the course we were talking about one of the laws of the universe, which is the law of divine oneness. And I think it's really important when you're manifesting to always remember how is this going to serve other people? And I think for a long time with acting, I struggled with how is acting going to help anyone else? But I realized that I'm, well, now I only do comedy acting because that's what I love. Uh, And I'm there to make people laugh. Like I'm there for when, you know, people come home from their day at work to forget about, you know, their hardships and whatever and just laugh and let go. So I do like to encourage anyone with anything that you do, whether it's, you know, you own a clothing store, are you making clothes to like 
you know, make women feel confident and happy in their own skin or their clothes or whatever. Um, there's always something behind what you do. And I think if you nail that, that's when it just all falls into place. And it feels good to do those big hard days because you know you're making a difference. Yes. You're like serving. For us, I always feel like I'm helping, yeah, with people's confidence and making them feel good in their skin because there's been a period in my time where I didn't feel good in my skin and I know Mm. how shit that can make you Mm. feel. But when you come into work and you know that you're like doing it for the greater good, yeah, it makes those days because there are days when you work 20 hours in a row and you don't get to stop and eat and it's wild, but it makes those days like I've got this like infinite zest inside me to get through this day. Yeah. Yeah. What would some of your best advice or maybe even advice you've been given that you'd like to share can be to do with starting a business or following your passion or maybe manifesting? (laughs) Oh my gosh. Do you know what? This is going to sound so weird, but I actually don't think I've been given much advice business-wise. I haven't had many incredible mentors. Like when you and me went to the PAV (laughs) and we sat there for a couple of hours and probably more than a couple of hours to be honest, but that was so nice. Like hearing everything you had to say. So I feel like I learned so much from you. I also have a couple of friends in small business, my friends Shana and Josie and my friend Michelle as well and Chantel and my friend Shana and Josie and I, we have this group called Bad Gals in Busy Getting Conti. <laughs> and it's like we set it up initially because we were going to, on this one day, just go get heaps of content because we were all feeling really overwhelmed with the amount of stuff that goes on social media and we're like, how do these businesses have time? So we started this group and I think those girls inspire me. Like we just talk about, you know, the labels and uh, which shipping courier and who's getting asked for their manufacturer again in their comments and like just everything. And I think really it's those people who have been my best friends since we were little that actually like we teach each other and we help each other. So yes. And what about a favorite quote? I'm sure you've got one. I've got so many, but my favorite at the moment is um in between striving for our goals is this thing called life which must be lived and enjoyed and I think it reminds us that we are constantly setting new goals and new manifestations and then we get that thing like that manifestation materializes and we set another one and in the process we're not just stopping to enjoy what we have now and we're always wanting more like oh yeah I'll be you know confident when I am this amount of kilograms or I will be happy when I have this amount in my bank account like yeah be happy now we touched on it before but I think at the moment that is and I love Buddha's what you think you become what you feel you attract or what you imagine you create because it's so true you can literally create anything yeah with your mind it's so amazing before I let you go I thought it'd be a really fun exercise if you could pull one of your cards or two or whatever you're feeling from your beautiful deck because they are very very magical thank you I swear that there's magic inside of my decks like literally you'll pull the same card over and over again until you learn that lesson or until you like do that thing it is crazy all right this isn't my actual deck this is a deck I gave Katie today so we'll see but little less magic in this one. (laughs) (laughs) You'll put your own magic into it. Oh my God. We got the, you are protected. It's go time card. So maybe your listeners need to hear this. You are currently being protected. The universe has your best interests at heart. Move forward. Fearlessly have courage. 
Go start that fucking business. Go start the business. I want to put one more. All right. Let's see. Oh, she's got. Oh, I love oh, when this happens. We got two cards. We got the friendship card. This is a good reminder for everyone, I feel. A lot of people in um, my course that I'm doing at the moment have said that they're feeling very undervalued in their friendships. So I think it's this is a good collective message to remember that you are an incredible friend. You are valued and a joy to be around. And I think just like we need to all understand that being us is enough. And if that is not enough for the people around you, then that is their problem, not yours. Yes. And then we got focus. So remain completely focused on exactly what you want. The best is yet to come. I feel like that really links with the first card. So very exciting. Magical. (laughs) Cleo, if our listeners want to follow along with the magic that you're sharing, where can they find you on socials? Uh, Just pass around the smile is my business one. And then Cleo Massey is my personal one. And I will pop the links in the description. Thank you so much for joining me on episode three yay thanks katie see ya bye (laughs) bye